Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong, and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Trevor Stores from the Full Press Coverage in Rough District. How are you doing, Trev? Hey, Hakun. It's raining here in Virginia. <laughs> gloomy, gloomy night. Gloomy, gloomy oh, day. But I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I can say this. Over over the uh, weekend, the snowpocalypse, I actually got 19 inches of snow. So that Holy was something. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, I, it was. It was <laughs> like 19 inches of snow. It was like wind blowing sideways at 50 miles per hour. It was like negative two degrees outside, and I'm oh, like, God. you know what? Thank God I have no place to go. <laughs> this would be yeah. a disaster. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! So 19 crazy. inches, bro. That's a let lot me, of snow. Say, oh, it was ridiculous. And then, and you know, and I'm obviously I'm from Chicago, so I've seen snow. This is serious. Okay, guys, take me take my <laughs> word on this. This was serious. And the thing that I couldn't get, I mean, this is. Let me just say this. Uh, uh, learn from my mistakes, everybody. Don't try to shovel during a snowstorm. It does you no good. You move snow to the left, it will blow back to the right. Okay? It's just not gonna. It's not gonna stay off your driveway. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just telling you right now. It is futile. It is absolutely futile. Yeah. Do not try to shovel in a snowstorm. Okay? So now, you, now that you guys all learned everything uh, from this, I gotta ask you, Travis. Now that the football season is almost over, have you had time to watch any movies or TV shows lately? I mean, you gotta have extra time, right? No, man, I have been doing this bar thing, opening up my yeah. bar. Uh, oh, so that's jumping off really fast. We had my, I had my first soft opening Saturday. Nice. Got my second one this Saturday coming up. I'm doing the third one next week too. Oh, so things amazing. are ramping up with that. Hey, you should hey, you should promo that, man. Where's, tell everybody your bar. <laughs> tell everybody where your bar is. So uh, it's called Sky Bar. And it's, gonna, it's a little speakeasy bar. It's actually a basement bar underneath uh, a lunch spot called Blue Sky Bakery. They serve homemade uh, focaccia and wheat bread sandwiches, pizza, salad, soup. Goes great with a beer. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> the bar will be up underneath that at night for Thursday, Friday, Saturday when we're a full go. Um, I am part owner of it and the bartender there and bar manager, so big deal. <laughs> Everything. Uh, busy, 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 though. It's my first time in this position, but I'm ready for it. I'm attacking it. So awesome. there it is. It'll be open tonight. I guess what, full go the next couple of weeks or so. Like I said, I've got two more soft openings to do, and then I'm ready That's to sweet. go. Oh man. Yeah, man, I can't wait to make my way over there, and uh, you know because yeah, I mean it's, it's gonna be awesome. It sounds awesome, man. And now not only that, but heck. Weather's not great outside, everybody. Go find a nice, cozy bar to hang out in, and why yep. not Sky Bar? <laughs> sounds sounds exactly. amazing. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Well, uh, in the meantime, let's talk about some football, because we got plenty to yeah. talk about today, including takeaways from the AFC and NFC Championship games. Boy, well, that was something. But more new NFL head coaches, GM. Uh, Brian Flores' lawsuit against the NFL, Tom Brady's retirement, and the Washington football team's new name, and much, much more. So, uh, hey, let's get this thing rolling. Man, that yeah. AFC and NFC yeah. championship game, cool. you know, it's it's like, you know, you can't take a breath of this NFL postseason, right? I mean, isn't, right. isn't it crazy? Another yeah, overtime been, game? Another one. It's been... It's, <laughs> And let me ask you, honestly, what was your reaction, Trev, 
when we got to the overtime and the Chiefs won the toss. But was it like just like, you know, <laughs> uh, damn it. <laughs> Did yeah, you have then, that reaction? Yeah, I was like, all right, well, this game's over. I can't wait for the Rams game to come on next. <laughs> like, I was like, Pat Mahomes is going to do it again. Here we go. Yep. yep. Josh Allen, I think, he tweeted out at the moment of the coin toss, just the one word on his Twitter, pain. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was great. I thought that was great. Well played, Josh Allen. Uh, well yeah. played. But it ended so differently because the Bengals uh-huh. did end up intercepting Patrick Mahomes in overtime and winning it with a last-second field goal, 27-24. to 24. So, uh, Trev, tell me, any takeaways from this AFC Championship game? Uh, yeah, I have two of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow and the boys have no quit in their, in their blood. They're yeah. going to fight to the very, very end, no matter what the score is, no matter how many penalties, no matter how many sacks Joe Burrow takes. They showed that all postseason that they are not going to stop fighting. They're not going to give up. They're not going yep. to lay down. Um, yep. My other takeaway is Pat Mahomes, as magical and squirmy and resilient as he is, he's kind of one-dimensional at the same time. Yeah. Um, you automatically know he's going to end up scrambling. You, you, like 90% of the time, he's going to end up scrambling out of the pocket um, mm-hmm. to try and throw his receivers open. And it, it, I guess the, the Bengals will kind of put a blueprint out there for other teams on how to maybe stop the the attack of the Kansas City Chiefs led by Pat Mahomes. Because, like, yep. I, Dan Olofsky pointed out, and after he pointed out so many times, it's like, oh, wow, they were rushing three men. And uh, and playing zone first half, 21-3 Chiefs. They were rushing three men, man cover second half. They lose the game in overtime. So they made yep. adjustments. They made Pat Mahomes look one-dimensional. And I don't understand this. I said this on my podcast with Repetition on Wednesday. Why won't mm-hmm. these quarterbacks just throw the ball away? Like, I yeah, understand seriously. if you want to buy time, you know, scramble around. But if, if you got to do three 360s and, like, yeah. two <laughs> jukes, and an yep. ankle breaker just to get like to throw the ball for a twelve yard gain. Just throw yeah. the ball. Let's throw the ball away, man. Stop yeah, more often than not, you're gonna get sacked. Stuff. Exactly. It's it's just frustrating to watch, and it was kind of getting old and annoying to keep watching Pat Mahomes do that. Kind of like he was running for his life in the Super Bowl with no off- no offensive line. Now he's running for his life because his receivers can't get open. So mm-hmm. you know, it's just it was interesting. But go go yep. Bengals. Yeah, you know, and and, I, and then how good were the? I mean, this is the funny thing about it, right? Because the game starts, and the Chiefs score on three straight possessions, and I yeah. was like, "This game is over." You know, yep. this sucks. I mean, I, I told, I actually said this when I was watching the game. I told everybody I was watching it with, "Listen, I will have faith that the Bengals can make a comeback unless they're down by twenty-one or more." They didn't quite get there. They're down twenty-one to three, and then they just came roaring back. And mm-hmm. the 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 as you said, the mod, the changes, the modifications, all the things they did on defense was incredibly impressive. From the five minute left to go mark in the second quarter until the very last play of the fourth quarter, they held the Chiefs to zero points. <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing is. to me, right? I mean, after allowing three score touchdowns, that is some great adjustments being made. And and what happened during that like half a game? You know, five QB hits, five uh, passes defended, four sacks. I mean, geez, you know, they really opened it up. I mean, yeah, they, 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 really they, they found a way to do it. And what did Patrick Mahomes do? He scrambled, like you said, got himself in trouble, and he locked on to Travis Kelce and Tyreek Hill. He couldn't All get time. unlocked. He got, couldn't get unlocked. 
It was interesting. I mean, I mean it, was, it was one he threw to Tyreek Hill, who was double covered. For one, yeah. he was double covered. Two, Tyreek right. Hill is four foot nothing. He's not going to get a jump ball <laughs> double covered, bro. What exactly. I know. And, and they really, they criminally, he criminally underutilized Byron Pringle, who had proven oh, himself time. many, time. many times over to be yeah. that guy. Only three targets. Only three yeah. targets. You uh, can't tell me that the Bengals were, were double covering Byron Pringle. I mean, come on. What's up, Pat Mahomes? Give yeah. me a break. <laughs> no joke, 39 man. attempts, 21 went to Kelchier Hill. Wow. I mean, that, that, doesn't, that does not sound like good balance. You know what I mean? That's one-dimensional right there. And absolutely. they stopped running the ball. Why yeah. did they stop running the ball? Yes. I don't understand I agree. that. That creates play action. That creates separation for receivers. That creates so much more if you just hand the ball off two, three times a row. Yes. Averaging they average per, 5.8 yards per carry. I mean, why go away I mean, from that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why? That's insane. I mean, Jarek McKinnon was averaging 5.4 yards per carry. He looked great. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was averaging six yards per carry. He looked great. Why, why yeah. go away from that? You know, that just seems, uh, seems ridiculous. So, yeah, some, some great takeaways there. Terrific game. Lots of fun. I really enjoyed that game. That was exciting. And it was also – at the end, I probably wouldn't have cared who won, except for the fact that I was like, I can't have Patrick Mahomes get the ball first and score a touchdown and win the game just like that. I just cannot yeah. do that again. So yeah. great job, Bengals, really changing the narrative on that entire thing. I still think overtime should be changed, but great job, <laughs> Bengals. Great job. I agree. I agree with you that Joe Burrow, uh, he has no quit. And, and he found – and he's using T. Higgins correctly. You know what I mean? Like they, they – we're underutilizing T. Higgins. And, of course, there were some injuries, of course, as well. So that, that right. is not entirely Burrow. But, you know, he spread it around. You know, 10 targets to Higgins, 9 targets to Jamar Chase, 6 targets to Tyler Boyd. So he, he, he spread it around. Um, the only thing is that they are slavishly committed to letting Joe Mixon down. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. That, that I don't get, okay? You know, that wasn't working. So no, it was not. I don't know about that. Uh, anyway, all right. So lots of, lots of fun there to see what, what the Bengals do in the next a game. Let's turn over to the NFC side and talk a little bit about that. So on the NFC side, we obviously had um, the um, the 49ers and the Rams, and another very close game, another incredibly close game, uh, where honestly, to be honest, I wasn't impressed with either team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it was a game. Yeah, I mean, 20 to 17, Rams win. They had to come back from 10 down in order to do it in the fourth quarter. Uh, so, bravo. Uh, but what were you doing 10 downs to the 49ers, Rams, <laughs> in the fourth quarter? I don't, I don't get that. Uh, so, t- I mean, particularly with, um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he only, completely, he only had 131 yards against the Packers. He just blew the doors open against the, against the, <laughs> the vaunted Rams defense. You know, yeah, he what did. the heck happened there? 232 yards and two touchdowns? What? I mean, it's yeah. double the yards and – Anyway, so what are your takeaways here for the uh, 49ers-Rams NFC Championship game? Um, it was an NFC-type game, very non-action-packed, very grinded out, <laughs> yeah. defensive, running attack. You know, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't uh-huh. bad. I feel really bad for Debo Samuel uh, just to see him react the way crying on the bench into the game. Yeah, he played his uh, heart out. Uh, I want to Trent Williams, former Washington Redskin. Uh, all pro mm-hmm. left tackle. He was playing with a bum ankle. I wanted him to see. I wanted him to. I wanted to see him get in the Super Bowl. But the Rams, man, Matt Stafford. He's he's quieting all of his doubters. He's quieting yeah. all of his haters. 
Um, even if he doesn't win it, he got there. When a lot of people say he couldn't even do that in 13 yep. seasons that he's been there, well, he's with Detroit, so that's a huge factor. Um, I tell you what, if if the Bengals allow as many sacks as they did against the Titans and a little bit against uh, the Chiefs, yep. Aaron Donald's a different beast than the Titans' defensive line. That defensive line in L.A. is is vaunted and haunting. So yep. I don't know if he'll be able to get back up and, and – claw back in that one if he gets sacked nine times by Aaron Donald and crew. So Yeah, Aaron Donald is um definitely proving yeah. that he's one of the best, yeah. if not the best in the NFL mm-hmm. right now. He's really playing really, really well. Um, you know, that being said, you know, Aaron Donald, you know, he he did have the two QB hits. Uh he had the three tackles. Uh no sacks, you know, he I mean but it definitely it definitely got to him. I mean it definitely got to him eventually. The one thing I have to say is that the Rams have to get their ground game going if they want to have success in the Super Bowl. And we're going to we're not going to talk about the Super Bowl today. We're going to talk about it next week everybody. But they they really need they they really need to get their ground game going. You know, the Cam Akers on 13 carries only averaged 3.7 yards per carry. Sony Michelle was even worse on 10 carries, 1.6 yards per carry. Ooh. I mean, they the entire team as a whole averaged 2.4 yards per carry uh, on 29 carries. They threw the ball 45 times. Okay, you know that's a lot. That is a lot, and and quite frankly, that is very one-dimensional. I mean, if you can't run the ball, you're going to get yourself in trouble. And we already saw how the Bengals adjusted to playing Kansas City, you know. And you know, as much as I think the Rams have a great offense, and that you know Matt Stafford is doing some of the best work he's done in in his entire career, and of course Cooper Cup is succeeding basically every wide receiver in the NFL right now. It's not going to be. It's not going to be successful to be one-dimensional against the Bengals who have shown they can make defensive adjustments. So I'm just going to say that preview, spoiler alert, as we get into our discussion next week. Um, but yeah, so that's really interesting. So let's, uh, let's turn the table now because we got a lot more to talk about today and we're going to talk about that again um, next week. And then let's hit the boxing bell on the topic and let's just give our very brief uh, t- call out here for our, uh, for our sponsor Manscaped. Uh, they help you cut your pubes. It's great. Use garbage time, <laughs> manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping uh, worldwide. And, uh, and uh, hey, go pick yourself up a uh, <laughs> get yourself up a lawnmower 4.0, you know, because, yes, hell, it's better than 3.0, right? And we love it. So go do it. All right. That's our, that's our read. It's getting shorter and shorter, guys, because we want to get more and more content in for you. All right. Last week. Uh, Trev, we talked about new head coaches and GMs for the Bears, Broncos, Giants, Vikings, Giants. And this week, we have even more new head coaches and GMs. Raiders hired a new head coach in Josh McDaniels and a GM, Dave Ziegler, both from the Patriots. Uh, the Vikings and Giants each uh, hired a new head coach to go along with the new GM. So the Vikings got Kevin O'Connell, uh, or will get Kevin O'Connell, the Rams offensive coordinator, once the uh, Super Bowl is over. And the Giants got Brian Dayball. Um, the Bills' offensive coordinator, and there is more to talk about Brian Dable in a second. But what are your thoughts about these GMs and uh, new head coaches? Any thoughts on these guys? Um, I know Derek Carr was a, a hot quarterback name in free agency and trade off season for this season, uh, this off season coming up. But I think with the hire of Josh McDaniels, um, he's not going to go anywhere. It'd be kind of stupid for Josh to yeah. give up, especially after what he. Um, led his team to by making the playoffs through all the adversity that team and organization faced throughout the whole season. Um, Brian Devil, 
for the Giants is going to make our division, honestly, tougher now. That's a good hire for mm-hmm. the Giants. You saw how explosive mm-hmm. the offense was in Buffalo. Um, I don't, I'm not saying Daniel Jones is Josh Allen, but if Brian, right. maybe Brian Nabble can um, help out with that tremendously and find some stability like he had mentioned doing so. So that's a big hire for the Giants. Sounds like their, their ownership is trending in the right direction as far as decision-making. And then uh, yeah. for the Vikings, Kevin O'Connell, I don't know how that's going to work out. He has, I think he has more success as a coordinator. I mean, he has success in Washington. He has success, um, obviously, in L.A. Head coaching job's going to be interesting to see. I mean, he's young. That's good. But it's going to be interesting to see um, how he builds the staff if he is hired as head coach, too. So that's going to be interesting to see. But, I mean, he's familiar with Kirk Cousins already, so that's that'll be cool, so. Yeah, yeah, I think there's going to be there's some some potential there, and and as with regard to the Giants, I I agree with everything you said, and I, I think what's happening here, I mean, the hiring of Brian Devall, and and now the, uh, reportedly he's there picking up Mike Kafka, the um as their new offensive coordinator, the Chiefs quarterback coach, uh, it looks like they're all in on um on Daniel Jones, which mm-hmm. is interesting to me because their comments on him were like, hey, we've done our best to ruin him, let's see what we can do to fix him. I mean, that's essentially what they said. Exactly. Uh, so uh, I don't know if they have some feeling of obligation to Daniel Jones or not, but it looks like they're going to be in it for the long haul. So uh, let's see what happens there. All right. So more head coaches to come up and more GMs to come up. And there's a lot more opening positions and coordinators. We'll cover more next week uh, when we get to that as well. So let's hit the boxing bell on that and get to our next topic. And that is the very important topic of Brian Flores's NFL lawsuit. So it's interesting because, you know, Brian Flores obviously – uh, we've said this in the show before. It was kind of um, it was kind of uh, head scratching to me why the Miami Dolphins got rid of him because he gave them two winning seasons and seemed to be having them going in the right direction. Uh, and he was a hot commodity on the interview uh, market for all the new head coaching positions. But he's now filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL and its teams this week, accusing them of sham interviews and incentivizing losses and pressure to improperly recruit players. Uh, and the league has, and the three teams that are involved specifically, the Dolphins, the Giants, and the Broncos, have denied the allegations. And so now we're where we're at. And there's been a lot of talk on the news about this, so I won't recap all the details. I will say one thing, though, Trev, and we talked about this pre-show. That tweet, no, not tweet, that text message that yeah. Ryan Flores got from Bill Belichick, intentional or unintentional is my Oof. question. <laughs> Because we um, talked about this, right? It's crazy. Gossip, it was definitely intentional. Yeah. Um, unintentional. Be, to be fair, Bill Belichick has been uh, noted for lacking technological knowledge. When it comes to this. <laughs> his his dog Snapchat did drive his drive two years stuff, ago, so, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. so if he was actually trying to attempt to send a text message himself, then maybe he honestly did mistake Brian's. But at the same time, it's kind of interesting that Bill Belichick would do something as careless as that. So Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, he he has a lot of respect for Brian, Brian Flores because he, he worked, obviously, they worked together. He had a lot of respect for Brian Dayball as well. So mm-hmm. clearly, he respects both of them. And we know right. that he thinks highly of Brian Flores and what he's done. Uh, so I feel that the it's almost kind of, and Brian, and, and let's, you know, Bill Belichick, as much as we hate, I hate the Patriots. He is a smart guy. He's obviously a sneaky guy who gets what he wants when he wants it, and he knows how to get around the rules. I can see this as a way of tipping off Brian Flores. Hey, this is what's happening, FYI, uh, and kind of just trying to tip him off on this. Either way, 
that being said, really interesting the stories that Brian Flores have, uh, well, the stories that Brian Flores has now told. The fact that he was offered a hundred thousand dollar bonus to lose games in Miami, and that they really wanted him to improperly recruit Tom Brady. There's a lot of uh, talk about that as well. Any other thoughts with regard to this? I mean, I, I will say one overarching thought, and that is, it's it, this is a an important lawsuit, and I think this is important, and I think that, um, you know, Brian Flores. This is a this is a real this is a risk for him, and yeah. for him to come out and 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 say tell the truth and and get this out there, you know he's he's thinking of more than himself I think, and I think that's very very clear from you know the fact that you know he's taking this position because the Rooney rule isn't working, you know it's exactly. just not it's not working, but um, that being said, any thoughts from you about the uh, the lawsuit or any of the fallout? No, I think it's uh, I think what he's doing is is, is needs to be done. Um, there's a lot of different ways to look at it, <clears throat> but I, I just don't want, I just hope that people who are listening to this investigation or like other coaches and gyms, I hope they don't just hire minority coaches because of this. Like, I hope they actually get the job for who they are, regardless yeah. of their, their religion, ethnicity, political mm-hmm. view, race, color, anything, sexuality, mm-hmm. all of that. Um, yep. I hope that this opens a lot of people's eyes and in that sense, but, um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I just wish the one thing I was gonna say is that I wish it wasn't Brian Flores, only because he's a great coach. I think I think he has a great. Right. He's a, he has, He can make a team better. I think he was making the mm-hmm. Dolphins better, which is why I said when he was you know um, parted ways with the Dolphins that I didn't get that. I mean I understood why all the other head coaches were fired. I mean I mean heck Matt Nagy, give me a break. That should have been done last year. <laughs> but like Brian Flores, I just didn't get you know. And so this does um, shed some light on that. And the only thing I say is that I hope the NFL gives him another opportunity. I hope that a team gives him an opportunity to be a head coach. I think he can be, yes. can do great things. Um, yes. All right. So that's it for Brian Flores. And uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of Tom Brady because Tom Brady has retired for real yes. this time. It was leaked. And he said, no, I haven't made a decision. His dad came out and said, no, he hasn't made a decision. And, our, and look at that three days later, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm actually getting, I'm actually going to retire. So 22 year career is over. And we talked about this pre-show as well, Trev. Isn't it weird that his statement uh, kind of retiring, it was long. It was really long. It did not mention the Patriots anywhere. Isn't that a little bit yeah. odd? That's a little bit odd. Um, and my first reaction was like, dang, he, that's mad shade to the Patriots. Like, how are you <laughs> just going to leave out, you know, six years Super Bowl winning, you know, whatever. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, he already said his goodbyes when he left the Patriots after being there for 20 years. So, like, I don't think he probably felt the need to reiterate that in his retirement speech. I guess kind of like his retirement speech part one was leaving the Patriots. So yeah. maybe that's okay. why that is. But at the same time, you could have mentioned at least the staff and Robert Kraft, and that's to keep it moving. You'd have to have a whole yeah. paragraph. At uh, least mention the words New England Patriots. But um, honestly, like, it's, it was kind of weird how it all happened. It was yeah. the timing was weird. It was, he, you know, he was leaning towards it. Then the reports came out that he's going to. Then his dad said he's not. That all those reports are false. Then the report with the Adam Schefter's and the Jeff Darlington's of the world were like, "Nah, Dad, <laughs> you're wrong." Then <laughs> Tom, Tom gets on his podcast and he's, he's still processing it. He's day to day. Very day yeah. He just puts it on Instagram. Like, I don't know. It was just, I'm, I'm, I was sad when I, like, at first when I heard about it, like, you know, he's retiring, like, I kind of was like, dang, 
as a kid, like I don't remember football really that much before Tom Brady as yeah. a quarterback. You know, it's like right. I really don't. Um, so it's kind of like when you know Jordan retired, I guess for the for the old heads out there. It's kind of like yeah, when retired. For hey man, Arizona. I was there. So, <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, but like. Um, let me call you old head. How can you not? He's retired 22 years. I thought it would be like a bigger deal than what it was, but it's kind of like, oh, he, he retired. What's next? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, I agree. I mean, it is, it is weird though, because like in this really long goodbye, he mentions the university of Michigan and, you know, he mentions yeah. everybody on the Buccaneers staff. Basically yep. he mentions these, uh, the, the these new companies that he's going to be working with, uh, what Autograph.io and yeah, Brady Brand whatever. and TV12 Sports and all this, all the companies he's working with and all this stuff, but not, I mean, like like you said, like it doesn't have to be long, but like and to you know and to the Patriots organization and to Kraft and the Belichick and all the fans, you know, I, that seemed really odd to me that <laughs> you know he didn't make it like not yeah. one word, not yeah. one. Yeah, you know, he thanked every single Buck staffer and employee, but not one Patriot. That's weird. <laughs> you know, that's very weird. Odd. But that's okay. I think he really just wanted to control the narrative, you know, and that's why he didn't. Um, I bet you that when Schefter broke it, he was going to retire, and he's like, uh-uh, mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to let Adam Schefter steal my thunder. And right. uh, by that, by after three days, he's like, this is futile, because unless I come mm-hmm. back for another year and then retire – I'm not going to be able to control the narrative. It's already out there. Everyone thinks I'm going to retire. So he just did it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and I agree. I was, you know, as much as I love to hate Brady, uh, he made the game better. He made it a lot of fun. And I remember watching him playing. I mean, the two Giants games, you know, being in New York, uh, the two Giants games where he played against them and, you know, they had that situation where there's only 18 seconds left. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. Brady can score right here. Right. And uh, that's kind of like what, what happened with uh, Mahomes against the Bills? Like, Brady can make exactly. anything happen. Um, yeah. There are very few players who are like that in the NFL. So it's that, just crazy to like at the time you're like, damn it, Tom Brady, I hate you, Tom <laughs> Brady, Ugh, damn it, Tom right. Brady, uh, Tom Brady. But like we sit back and look after he's retired, he stepped away from football. What he's he's had a different team every single season. He made. Nobody, somebody's every single year. Like Randy oh, Moss yeah. was good. Yeah, he was a Marshall, but like, and he was good at Vikings. But like Randy Moss is now mainly remembered for Super Bowl run, or like or playing with Tom Brady. Like, yeah, Julian Edelman. Who the hell is Julian Edelman? We all know now. Why <laughs> Tom Brady? Wes Welker is the wide receiver coach yeah. for the 49ers. Why mm-hmm. Tom Brady? Like Rob Gronkowski, who oh, probably had God. no business really playing football, only because he's a dumb jock. But now we know who he is because of Tom Brady. Like, yeah. it's just yeah. Sonny Michelle. Rams oh, my God. Right now. Like, everybody, like, all these <laughs> players who have played with Tom Brady, like, he made them who they are today. So, like, or he helped them at least huge part. So, it's just incredible to see someone do that for so long, for 22 years. So that was I know. Cool. I know. He made everybody around him better. And I've always said this, and, of course, I'm biased because I love Michael Jordan, that he always made everybody around him better. And mm-hmm. like, you know, who, who would know, you know, who would know half those guys? I mean, I guess you probably would know Scotty Pippen, but you're not right. going to know a lot of those other guys out there. BJ Armstrong. Yeah. You Ron definitely Harper, wouldn't know BJ Armstrong. Luke Longley. You know, <laughs> yeah, definitely like, like, you know yeah, Bill Wennington. You're not going to know any yeah. of those guys. There's no way yeah. you would know any of those guys. <laughs> yes. So, um, so I, I agree with that. It's kind of funny because I went from hating Tom Brady to liking him. Uh, and yeah. I took his retirement 
for me to like him. So there you go. Yeah. Congratulations to him. That man in the arena stuff is good on ESPN Plus. It's a good time to go check that out now. I might actually watch it now. I wasn't going to watch it when he's still playing, but now that he's not playing anymore, I think I'm going to go ahead and check in and watch it. Um, All right. So let's get to our, first of all, let's do our final read of the day to our other sponsor, Thrive Fantasy. Go play there, bet money and win. It's great. <laughs> and uh, and they, 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 they give out a lot of cash, guys. You know, they've awarded over $4 million. Use promo code GARBAGETIME. Sign up today. You'll receive 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store. Visit the website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up, prop up today. All right. Last topic, most important topic. The Washington Commanders. Tell me about it. How do you feel about that? You know, what's really funny about this is that we talked about this last week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when, it was, when it was leaked, and I thought for sure that it was a misdirect, that I thought they yeah. there was a leak to misdirect, but I guess I gave them more credit than they were due because on February 2nd, 2022, they announced it for real, Washington Commanders. What are your thoughts? So last week when we talked about it, I thought it was a leak. I thought it was just like, not going to be true. It's, it was a week. That's what it was. But yeah. then the night before the reveal, about 12 hours before, another week happened from a helicopter affiliated with NBC um, Sports up there in Northern Virginia, filmed over top of FedEx uh, or over top of the, yeah, the team store and saw in the window where it said Washington Commanders and yep. John Allen's picture in a black uniform. So I was like, all right, well, that's now happening. You know, it's Commanders, so the reveal <laughs> tomorrow is not really a reveal, but it is. Um, I woke up and did a pod at 7 o'clock and read the district for the reveal. We live streamed it. I hated the name Commanders. Once the reveal <laughs> happened and I heard Jason Wright talk and saw the hype video and then I saw the uniform, it's growing on me now. I'm not okay. going to give myself the nick- nickname like Commander Trevor or nothing like that. Like, you know, <laughs> I think it's I'll, that sounds sweet, the... though. Commander Trevor is no. good. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> just yeah, saying. but um, it is what it is. Now we just got to go to get a quarterback and win some games. Other than that, this team name won't mean anything if that doesn't happen. So <laughs> Yeah, well, it's uh, very true. Stick, new color uh, scheme, yeah. got a black uniform. I love that. Um, we have three, all, like three uniform totals now, so it's kind of cool. I'm excited. I'm hyped. Once again, it's giving us, it's distracting us from what's really going on, which is we need a quarterback. <laughs> <You're> stuck, <right>. so. <laughs> but I'll take it. It is what it yeah. is. Go Commanders. Yeah. I love it. I love, I, you know what? I love um, black colored uniforms. I think they're just intimidating regardless. So I, I, I like that color scheme. I really do like that color scheme. Um so, yeah, it was, I saw that they were rolling out cars all over the area trying to give out free swag. I, I, I don't know if you saw that, but they were, like, rolling out all these cars of Washington Commanders all around the area. Yeah, yep. It was interesting. Uh, I was like, you know, I had, a, I had a half in mind to call some buddies up there and say, like, hey, keep an eye out for them, some of those. That, that could be really interesting. No, I wonder what they, they have. They probably drove all the way down to Richmond, which is two hours from my house. Like, that's where their training camp is. And I'm like, uh-huh. yo. You could have come two more hours. <laughs> what about I met you all there? Here, I don't know what Richmond. Like, dang, but but yeah. dude, they were like driving around in like tiny cars. Like, how much swag could they possibly have in that? Was it Tesla? Yeah. Okay, I felt like they should have been in a big van. You know, I mean, like you're handing out swag. You know, hand out yeah. some swag. Don't hang out. Don't hand out like ten T-shirts. And with that, how yeah. much can you possibly fit in that? So I don't know. anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Well, if they're handing out the cars, I take one of those. I'll take a Tesla. That'd be nice. Yeah, I'll take a know? Tesla for sure. No, no doubt. 
<laughs> All right. Well, it looks like we got to the end of the show here. Let's hit the air horn on the show. All right, Trev, why don't you give us your social media so people can follow you? Um, on Twitter, I've changed my handle. My Twitter handle has changed uh, with, the, with the new brand. So I am at Trev HTTC for Hail to the nice. Commanders. Uh, nice. I'm on Rep the District podcast with Nathan and the Stoner. I'm right here on this podcast with Hakun, and I'm also yes, part sir. of Full Press Coverage Washington. Um, quick note. Today was the Oversight Committee roundtable for the Washington football team sexual misconduct oh. scandal that happened 10 years ago, that lawsuit led by Beth Wilkinson. That yep. took place today around 10 a.m. You can catch it on YouTube. Just type in Oversight Committee. Um, I'm promoting that because we erupted the New district, have our No Voice Goes Unheard uh, series, part of our After the Whistle program on YouTube. Check that out. Interviewing yep. uh, four ladies involved in the case. Three of those ladies from that interview were present at the table giving their statements and their stories and, um, you know, everything about what happened during their time working for the Washington uh, football team. So um, please check that out. No voice goes unheard. Um, it's good stuff. You don't have to be a fan of the team. If you're just a fan of, of being a good human being and, and being a fan of doing what's right and holding people yep. accountable, then you need to please take a look at that and, give it a, give it a, a good viewing. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, that, that, to that end, some new inform, new allegations have come out about yes. Dan Snyder. So um, yes. this is not over folks. I don't no, think it's, it's not. Over. No, it's not. So. And, and as it shouldn't be, as it shouldn't be, I think that we, we I mean, at some point you got to get to the heart of it and we got to, we got to address the actual issues here, but great stuff. Check it out. Definitely uh, the ref of district, uh, the shows, those are excellent, excellent. So definitely check that out. And as I always say, you can follow me on Twitter at FB garbage time. And as always, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. And until next time, I doubt you're going to watch the pro bowl, but feel free to enjoy that. If you want Senior bowl <laughs> coming up, I might watch that, but enjoy yeah. your NFL week anyway. <laughs> Good night, guys.